From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 1063. We are presented by the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Visit fau.edu slash MBA Sport. Jeanette Javier is still flying high after the Backstreet Boys last night. And as Stone laid out, she's got Jabari Smith coming her way as the number one overall pick in the NBA draft. Jeanette, the Orlando Magic fan. She's living her best 90s life here on June 23rd, 2022. Backstreet Boys last <laughs> night, number one Magic pick tonight. It's, it, it's, it's literally back to the future. Which is my next movie review. That is, yes, we have determined the next Jeanette Javier uh, blockbuster blowout is going to be Back to the Future. Because again, nice. she hasn't seen Fast Times at Ridgemont High. She hasn't seen Back to the Future. She hasn't seen anything. Anything. Back to the Future is a good flick. You haven't seen, what are there, three? There's three of them. It's a trilogy. You haven't seen one, two, or three? No, but I've ridden the ride in Universal. Well, good. the old, the old it was, it's no longer in Universal. Well, then never mind. You don't need to see the movie. <laughs> yeah. You got it. You're good. Okay, it's totally cool. fine. That's all you needed. Um, <laughs> was there, was there, I know you were, you were, Absolutely effusive in praise over the Backstreet Boys show last night. Was there anything that you were sort of meh about? Yeah, yeah it actually revolves, revolves around the song, uh, Everybody, Backstreet's Back. They tried to update it with a little like techno beat behind it instead of playing the original, this version. Oh. Yeah, and I have it on video. And I was trying to get into it. But it wasn't as cool as the original, as I, the OG. I have to ask, did they like let the crowd do the yeah, yeah? Here? Yes, they oh, did. I, I would love that. Especially the, <laughs> I, like, we all lost it when Nick Carter was like, am I sexual? Of course we were like, yeah! Like, it was awesome. It was fantastic. But they put the techno beat behind it, and we weren't about it. Did we make the bo- most of it? Did I sit down it? No. I still danced and waved my... You were able to grind through it. Oh, uh, by the way, <laughs> Literally, at large, yeah. I, twerked, <laughs> I twerked to a Backstreet Boys song because at Larger Than Life, they had like, they put some like, uh, they put a nice beat behind it and I just popped the twerk or two. It was great. Sometimes you just gotta, you get the feeling in your loins and you gotta twerk away. Yeah. It was like older Jeanette meets teenager Jeanette for those solid five Sort of seconds. a crossroads. It was a twerking crossroads. College Jeanette met <laughs> teenage Jeanette and was twerking to a Backstreet Boy song. The younger one was like, you're sober now? And you just <laughs> yeah. started dancing. The older one's like, shut up, just twerk. <laughs> it was great. But I respect you. Um, uh, by the way, if you uh, if you want to hear Jeanette try and say the word hors d'oeuvres, check out the Ken Levicka Live podcast. Wherever you get your podcast, it is free. Yesterday, it was Jeanette Javier completely butchering the word hors d'oeuvres as she tried to pop it into casual conversation. It worked out terribly. And so, if you want to if you want to listen to, here's a spoiler alert. Here's a little bit of a tease for that. Hors d'oeuvres. Uh huh. One more time. Hors One more time. If you want to hear what led up to Jeanette trying to say the word hors d'oeuvres and it sounded nothing like hors d'oeuvres, just check out the Ken LaVica Life podcast wherever you get your podcast. Again, it is free for all you fine people out there. We began the show uh, talking about Jeanette seeing the Backstreet Boys last night. Total 90s nostalgia into the Magic having the number one pick. Total 90s nostalgia. Jeanette is living in the 90s. Like next week, I fully expect her 
to come in uh, wearing uh, these really um, wide jeans and coming in with a Tamagotchi and just being full-fledged 90s. Like, next week, that's going to be Jeanette Puka Shell necklaces, slap bracelets. One of my Pokemon cards? (laughs) She is going to go full-fledged 90s. By the way, when you mentioned Pokemon, Friday Night Lights just fist-pumped like he had won a bet. Or his team had just I won a game. You, I, I am embarrassed what a that dork. I didn't choose Pokemon over Kid Rock. Like, I can't believe it. I, I believe can it. probably pay off all my debt and then some with the Pokemon cards that I have right now. Well, don't tell me that because I'm coming to your doorstep tomorrow and we'll trade. Do some I'll, deals. We got deals to do. No, I'm going to battle you and I'm going to oh whip your God. ass in the battle. I have no idea what you guys are talking about. Um, But in the spirit of Jeanette going back to the 90s and, again, living her best life, I want you to find your prime decade, the 90s. That was Jeanette's prime decade. 90s, my prime decade. But I understand not everybody listens to us. Their prime decade is the 90s. There's significantly older listeners. There's younger listeners. I don't want to just constrain you to the 90s because that's where Jeanette and I had our base where we we came to be our personalities began to form like stone he's a baby 2010s that's his prime decade and i would like to hear from somebody who prime decade was the 70s because between the music and the recreational substances just the culture just the entire 70s culture exactly pop culture because i don't want to social culture i would i don't agree with but the pop culture of the 70s yeah i would be here for it. And the, I want to. I want to know what that was like. Like, uh, like key parties, right, Ernesto and Boynton? Yeah, fishbowl parties. Yeah, fishbowl parties, and a lot of nudity. Uh huh. Um, but but the MB, like the seventies, for example, it could be like Bill Walton and Led Zeppelin, The Doors, or Led Zeppelin, exactly. Woodstock, or, Woodstock, or Atari. You know, Ooh. stuff like that. I thought Atari was eighties. Uh, look it up and see if there was any crossover into the 70s with it. Fine, in television. That was the 70s, okay? Is that microwaves. good enough? Microwaves. Mi- <laughs> yes, microwaves. And <laughs> green carpet, yes. Um, but <laughs> I want you to find your prime decade, and in the spirit of Jeanette living a magic number one pick just like the 90s, and the Backstreet Boys last night just like the 90s, I want you to go to your prime decade, tell us your decade, your favorite NBA player from that decade, and your favorite piece of pop culture from that decade. By the way, Atari 1972. Eat it. 888 760 888-760-3776. And tweeted us at KLV1063. Me, for example, Michael Jordan. The 90s are my prime decade. Michael Jordan and Double Dare. Or Star Wars. What was it like the first time you saw Star Wars in person? In the theater. <laughs> Siri just go off. I don't know. That was weird. My phone, yeah, Siri just like went off. Ken's already said he's not a Star Wars guy. But that's why I'm trying. No, I like Star Wars. I, I just, I'm not like totally like. Like seeing Han know, Solo, Princess Leia, and Luke Skywalker have at it in the theater for the first time. Like that must have been Excuse an experience. Me? What? When did they have at it? Well, that, that came I could have. Phrase are you sure? Better. Are you sure you just weren't reading fan fiction? Yeah, I don't remember the sex scene. <laughs> like, I don't. I don't think that this actually existed in the movie. I think you might have been reading something online at like three in the I morning. I didn't go Jeanette. there, you nasties. <laughs> yeah, nasties. Um, uh, I, I, I want to make sure we get to the rest of our social media entries here because this is fun. This is good fun stuff. I like to go fully nostalgia with all of these things. Coach Clark says Michael Jordan and grunge music. Second time we've gotten grunge music, mm-hmm. or at least the alternative scene, the Seattle Pacific Northwest alternative scene. Uh, Finhead says, uh, 90s my prime decade. 
X-Men and Alonzo Mourning. Now, X-Men, I don't know about you, Jeanette, but I never truly got into X-Men. I don't know why. It's sort of like me and G.I. Joe. It just never overly appealed to me. I like Wolverine. Mm-hmm. I like the the thought of the X-Men, but I never got into the cartoon, never got into the movies at all. So they're there. It's cool, but it's not like, oh, X-Men, this is amazing. I read some of the comics. And I you? appreciate it, yeah. But it's not my favorite comic book. Yeah. Uh, like, turned into movie situation. Uh, do, do you, Stone, have any X-Men I, desires? I, I don't. I think they're third in line. Mine's Marvel, Justice League, and then X-Men. So they never really were that prevalent Well, in my X-Men's life. part of Marvel. Are they? Yes. Well, that's how little I think about them. I'm a, I like Wolverine. Probably was nice him for Halloween. Back. Probably was him for Halloween, you know, one of the years. Everybody but, was. Yeah. Did you ever put the knives in your knuckles, like, in the house randomly? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Mine's more yes. like at lunch, at school. Oh. Threatening kids. <laughs> Mine was my sister. <laughs> hey, you know, I just walked through I just walked through school with knives in my knuckles, threatening kids. Give me your chocolate milk. And <laughs> just taking them all. It's typical. Hey, you were that guy. Yeah. With typical. your Mike Miller hair lock. <laughs> Yeah. But see, I'm old enough to have done that pretending to be Freddy Krueger. Ooh, you're right. And not X-Men. Yeah, you old. Yeah, I'm real old. I'm that guy, and I was terrified of Freddy Krueger. Ooh, boy. Uh, Fantasy Brad, he says, Hakeem Olajuwon, my favorite NBA player, so he's talking 90s. And his favorite piece of pop culture, this is interesting, Sports Center back in the Craig Kilborn, Keith Olbermann days. That's going way back early 90s. You don't even know who Craig Kilborn is, do you? Negative. Craig Kilborn was the original host of The Daily Show, um, but before that, he was one of the true pillars of what we know as SportsCenter today. Okay, I've seen his face, yeah. Keith Olbermann, who uh, many know him from his work at MSNBC uh, as their main anchor, but he was one of the pillars of, of ESPN as well. Him, Dan Patrick, Craig Kilborn, Stuart Scott, like those guys really made it what it is now. Yeah, true OGs. The, the OGs, absolutely. Uh, real monsters and salute your shorts. Now, that's the is that the 90s if it's real monsters? Real monsters, I believe, is Nickelodeon. It is, and so is salute your shorts. Now, salute your shorts would be the 90s. That's when I grew up. I remember salute your shorts. I don't. Uh, oh, you remember the orange VHS tapes the Nickelodeon would have? Yeah, it was like Camp Anawana. We hold you in our hearts. Like it, it's it's that's it's <laughs> it's that show. Salute your shorts. Wild and Crazy Kids came on right after it. So, hey, dude. What was the? Have you ever used a VHS tape? For sure. Okay, I just wanted to see how old yeah. young I, I, he actually was. I remember sliding in for like Jurassic Park, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. 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 I think like it was the time like '98 or like 2000. Cred. You know, I haven't looked in a while. I used to like to go, you know, once a year to like a Walmart and check out what uh, uh, VCR player cost. And at last check, I could get one at Walmart for like eight fifty. That was before inflation started to blow up. So I don't know what it is now. Probably solid ten. Probably a solid ten. But I'm sure you can get a VCR for ten bucks or less at this point. What's your prime decade? Who's your favorite NBA player from that decade? And what's your favorite piece of pop culture from that decade? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And you don't, you don't know Salute Your Shorts? Negative. Could you find, Stone, the, the TV theme song for Salute Your Shorts? Um, because it's one of the truly great Nickelodeon live action shows that has ever existed. Ernesto is in Boynton. Ernesto is on Ken Levick Alive. Hi, Ernesto. 
Hello, everyone. Good evening. How's everyone doing? And yeah, <laughs> the best the best decade is the 70s. I ain't going to say I am the product of the 70s, the music, the times. It was great. It was fantastic. And I rolled in from the 70s into the 80s. I mean, I can't. I lived in the best decades, 70s, 80s, and 90s. Yeah. Now, the best one for me was the 90s because I was young. I was 25, living in New York City by myself. Uh, running a club, uh, you know, I couldn't, I, that was the best time of my life. Now, the best player, obviously, the decade, NMJ. You yep. can't get any better than that. Yep. And uh, the best, te- I say technology, was the cell phone, man, because at that time, it was, yeah. it was a transitional period because, see, I had a, pay- I-, I went from a, a regular pager to an alphanumeric <laughs> pager to a, <laughs> To I think I think it was the the, the the alpha pagers, and then it went to a cell phone. It was that kind of a drastic change all the way in the nineties. Ernesto, 90s. how that, big? That was it. How big was your first cell phone? Um, uh, yeah, I mean, compared to now how thin it is, it was it was it was huge. It was yeah. a brick. Cause it my, was a brick. My, compared to what it is now, it's a brick. Yeah, because my dad had a, an early version like Motorola phone, and you could have murdered somebody with that. You could have just bludgeoned them oh, to no, death that's a, with that's that. That's a lethal weapon. Yeah. That was a lethal weapon. Yeah. That was, as a matter of fact, it was a wedge. If you remember, look, you look it up, uh-huh. it was a kind of wedge mm-hmm. kind of thing that you could use to prop up at anything, like a door prop. <laughs> you, can yeah. you could use it for any. It was that kind of a multi-purpose yeah. thing because it was, it was kind of a wedge phone. You could that's jack up your, if you Guys, needed to change it. I appreciate it, Ernesto. If you could, needed to change a tire, you could just prop up your car on that phone. Absolutely. Like, I remember that. Where'd you carry it? Like You, you couldn't carry it in your pocket. Yeah, I mean, early, early cell phones. I mean, you're if you are a woman, you put it in a purse. Right. Um, maybe in a suit coat, but you can't fit it in a, <laughs> so you couldn't fit it in a pocket. It was heavy. It was really heavy. And then I had an early Nextel two-way phone. You don't remember two-way. It was basically walkie-talkies, and you had your friends. You put in a certain code. If they had a Nextel, you could walkie-talkie them instead of calling them. I don't know. It wasn't very practical, but it was cool to have that as an option. But those things, those early versions, you absolutely could have given someone severe brain damage with how heavy those things were. I had one of those. So the Motorola ones on the side, it was like a rubber little thing you press down, and beep, beep. Yep, exactly. I remember. Yeah, it was, it was an Nextel. Those it was still a two-way exist. Nextel phone. Do they really? Yeah, absolutely. Probably for, like, job sites, I've though, used like them for hiking. Yeah, it, that's different. Like it's, but but to randomly like call someone at their home, be like, "What are you doing?" It's just not practical. Uh, see, you know? see, now you guys make fun of me if you're just FaceTiming everybody instead of calling. Now I would, I want, hate FaceTime. I would want nothing more but to walkie-talkie my boys or you know my girlfriend. No, because you wanted to be, you'd be like ten four broker breaker. Oh, you would be that. Because you're such a dork. That'd be like ten four. Do you copy? It, well, yeah, were your were your boys calling you when you were laying in bed like at midnight? Yeah, and that was part of the problem. Yeah, yeah, that's bad. I don't like that because there's nothing you can do unless you turn your phone off. It was going straight through. You're with your girl, and all you hear is, "Bro, what you doing?" And you're like, "Stop, man! Like, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to, like, you know, paging doctor." Yeah, the the, the <laughs> Nextel stuff. Thanks for the technology, but no thanks for the technology. We took it a little bit too far there. Talking about FaceTime too. Another reason why I'm probably switching is if there's one thing I wish I could have done last night was FaceTime my sister for sure during the Backstreet Boys concert because I. What's wrong with WhatsApp? Oh, God. What do you mean, oh, God? Why does that disgust you? Nobody. Uh, the only time I used it, my sister's in, the, but for background context, my sister's in the Air Force in South Dakota right now. But the only time I used FaceApp, WhatsApp, was when she was in Germany. Now she's in the States. I don't yeah. need, need to use WhatsApp. 
You only use, I only use WhatsApp with my Dominican family because they're on an island. We're in 2022 using the third third party you know app. We got to download a whole app to text but somebody. But in full Hairs. disclosure, I was more of an NSYNC girl than a Backstreet Boys girl. My sister was the Backstreet Boys mm. girl, so I would have just FaceTimed her the whole time. All right, no, fine. Go get your iPhone. I'm going to stick with my Android. Hashtag <laughs> Team Android. And uh, you go do your thing, sheep. Um, so uh, real quick, too, both your, both your parents weighed in, by the way, on this. Yeah. Prime decade. Favorite NBA player now, your father, uh, Papa Labanowitz. Uh, he said, uh, who was his player? Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan and Porky's, the movie Porky's, 1981 classic. That's good. And a movie that I absolutely would have pegged your dad of being a huge <laughs> fan of. Okay? <laughs> I have no idea what that movie is. Uh, just watch it and you'll understand what I'm talking about. Uh, and then your mother has weighed in, uh, Mama Stone, and uh, she said Magic Johnson, favorite NBA player. We're talking the 80s here. And shoulder pads. Yeah. Queen. <laughs> yes. Total shoulder queen. Pa- I love shoulder uh, pads. Man. Shoulder pads are coming back, right? Shoulder pads are clean and classic. And depending on which jacket they come adorned in, elegant. Like, they are fantastic. Uh, Stone, do we want to do our obligatory football segment? Oh, please. This one is too good. I'll let you uh, get our, uh, our our open here uh, lined up for it. And then uh, I will tell you about Greenway Kia West Palm Beach. Greenway Kia West Palm Beach is where I got my Kia K5 GT. It is a beautiful automobile. It drives so smooth. It gets great gas mileage. And it has plenty of room for the car seats and the kiddos. Can't beat it. It's rare that you have a car where you're loading it up with car seats, and it's fun to drive. And that's what I get with my Kia K5 GT. That is Greenway Kia, West Palm Beach, where I got my Kia. Their selection of Kias, absolutely massive. And they have a credit clinic on site. They have bank reps there. Uh, Military Trail, half mile south of Palm Beach International Airport. Greenway Kia, West Palm Beach. Greenway Kia, West Palm Beach.com. Look at it online beforehand. Get a feel for what you want to look at, and you're going to have the best car buying experience you can imagine. Check out their deals. Greenway Kia, West Palm Beach. Greenway Kia, West Palm Beach.com. Once your family, you are in. You'll never go anywhere else. Greenway Kia, West Palm Beach. Greenway Kia, West Palm Beach.com. Military Trail, half mile south of Palm Beach International Airport. It is June. That means it's a slow, slow time. But one thing that always reigns supreme in sports talk radio, big Beefy football, even if it means forcing in a topic and making it really, really hurt. And that's what we do every single day because we believe in football, even if you don't want it. It's time now for the obligatory football segment. I think it's safe to say that all these fans came out here to watch a game of football. Uh, John, Frank Marshall. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm just making conversation. Come on. Football. Now he fires over the middle, intercepted. I can't believe what I'm seeing right now. You've got to be kidding me. I can't believe what I just saw. This is not Detroit, man. This is the Super Bowl. He'll snap it, actually. Cole Anderson is behind him. And what in the world? Football's here. That's right. Talking football, whether you like it or not, here on Ken Levick Alive. Freddie Coleman. Freddie and Fitz overnight here on ESPN 1063. Had some thoughts on, you'll never guess, the Dolphins quarterback situation. 
Here's Freddie Coleman with the worst alternative he could have possibly thought of for the Dolphins if Tua Tungavailoa, God forbid, struggles in 2022. Here's another team that, although they're not going to be in the market for either one of these quarterbacks now, but I can see this team being in the market for Baker Mayfield, and that team's the Miami Dolphins. That's oh. to a tongue of Iloa because I know I, I get it. Tyreek Hill, you got to say something to protect your boy. Everybody is looking at him thinking there's no way he's going to be able to get you to football more than 10 yards down the field. Uh, and he tries to throw the ball 30, 40 yards down the field. And you're the cheater these two are in right now. This is you don't these two the mean Ken LeVick and Stan LeBay. I know you got to support him and say that he's more accurate than Patrick Mahomes. You knew that was I mean, one big damn lie, but you had to say yes. to protect your quarterback. But if you're a Miami Dolphins Go team off, and you got to look towards your future and you got the kind of weaponry that you have for that offense potentially, and Tua Tungvalu is not the guy and may not turn out to be the guy, there could not be a better guy to step into that situation and be the quarterback you need than a guy like Baker There Mayfield. can't be a better guy to step into that situation than Baker Mayfield. Is Freddie Coleman doing meth overnights here on ESPN 106.3? Does he have a bathtub that he's sticking a spoon in, breaking out the lighter, and then talking about the Dolphins? What is he saying? There's no better quarterback than Baker Mayfield to utilize the Dolphins' weapons Stop. It's one of the scariest things that I've ever heard Freddie Coleman say because it sounds like he has zero clue that Teddy Bridgewater... Teddy Bridgewater is just as good as Baker Mayfield and he's the backup quarterback. I don't think he knows that he's the backup quarterback. Like, some of the most frightening stuff I've heard from old Freddie there. Why do we have to do this? Unless he was trolling us, but it didn't sound like it. The constant... The constant Tua conversation... The constant Tua replacement talk. The constant Tua has no arm. The constant Tyreek Hill was speaking out of turn about Tua versus Mahomes. None of it even correlated. No, it's just exhausting. It's it's just exhausting. It's almost as if there's any quarterback topic and it's just connect the dots until you can get it to Tua yeah. and the Dolphins. We get it. Two and the Dolphins are on your mind all the time. Mm, oh, yeah. We understand it. But this force feeding, it is not becoming. It's not cute. It's not good. Like, he went on on national radio and said that Baker Mayfield was possibly the best option for the future with the Dolphins' weapons. Baker Mayfield, Mr. Weepy himself. Oh, yeah, Baker Mayfield and Tyree Kill in the same locker room. That won't be combustible. There, there No problems there. Everybody gets along with Baker Mayfield. Yeah, Baker Mayfield, totally mature. Totally mature the guy. Besties with everyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I think if you even asked Miami Dolphins fans, like you took a poll, do you want Baker Mayfield with simple answers like yes and no, it would be 90-10 no. Uh, yeah, I, I, I would be hard-pressed to believe that any Dolphins fan, even if they think Tua stinks, would be excited about the prospect of, Baker Mayfield yeah. replacing him. Yeah, here's the thing. You know I'm a Baker Mayfield guy, and I, and I wouldn't mind it as long as Teddy Bridgewater wasn't on the roster. Like, I like Teddy. Teddy is fully capable of doing the job if something goes wrong with Tua. But the way Freddie said it, it's like he had no clue Teddy Bridgewater yeah. was just sitting there on the roster. He's out there taking reps right now, probably as we speak on the field of Miami. But listen to how Freddie Coleman, too. Let's just go back real quick. Listen to how he – this is what we're doing now to Tua. Um we just, it's its so easy and so fun to just pile on him to the point of disrespect. Jeanette, listen to Freddie Coleman and him just, 
it's it's really disrespectful some of the things he said about Tua here. Here's another team that, although they're not going to be in the market for either one of these quarterbacks now, but I can see this team being in the market for Baker Mayfield, and that team's the Miami Dolphins. As for Tua Tungavailoa, okay. because I know, I, I get it, Tyreek Hill, you got to say something to protect your boy. Everybody is looking at him thinking there's no way he's going to be able to get you to football more than 10 yards down the field. Like, what is if that? If he tries to throw the ball 30, 40 yards down the field and you're the cheater running down there, you have to call for a fair catch and hope you don't get hit before the ball like, gets there. What is that I know you've got to support him and say that he's more accurate than Patrick Mahomes. You knew that was one big damn lie, but you had to say yes. to protect your quarterback. Like, did, but if you're a Miami Dolphins but team. Did, did, did Tua try to, like, steal Freddie Coleman's wallet or something? Like, what is that? Is there? It's not, that sounds personal. I don't like that. And none of it was like real X's and O's. It no. was very high school like it description. Petty drama. Like it he was, was start, petty. Started. He's trying to start something. Like why? What? What is the point of that? You can say you don't believe in Tua's arm strength without saying, "Oh, Cheetah's got to go down there and call a fair catch and hope you don't get killed." Like what are you talking about? Look at any Chiefs highlight: Mahomes to Tyreek Hill. How many times is Tyreek Hill flat-footed catching the ball into his chest like a punt and then running 30, 35 yards for a touchdown? Several, several times. Plenty of documentation there. So I don't want to hear that Tyreek Hill just had to stand up for his boy. Like, if you look at it, Tua, even though he doesn't have the arm strength of Patrick Mahomes, no one's arguing that. Uh, Does he have more accuracy than Patrick Mahomes? There's absolutely a case. It's not meant to pile onto people. There's 100% a case that Tua is more accurate. Like, like the enough. way the the way the ball comes out of his hands, the plane it stands on, it's more consistent of a spiral. Like none of that is false. But Tyree Kill saying those things, it causes us because it's a slow time of year to start fanning ourselves and hyperventilating, and then running to cut up the audio and go, "Ooh, ooh, you never believe what Tyree Kill said about Patrick Mahomes." Yeah, yeah, exactly. And another reason that you can't argue what Tyree Kill said or say that he was lying is his strength is underneath, right? Getting. Balls thrown to him underneath, whether it's mesh, whether he's coming early slants. Doesn't matter who the quarterback is. Quick outs. And I think that's where Tua's ball comes in more accurate. Like, he's really good at checking the ball down. He's really good at rhythm throws, like timing throws. Like, Patty Mahomes did stuff unorthodox. So, when Tyreek Hill was running a mesh route two yards down the field, Patty's eyes were probably down the field, came to him last second, and he threw him a sidearm ball that was wobbling mm-hmm. just because he just wanted to get it in Tyreek Hill's hands. So, he's like, a weapon. Because he's a weapon. It's just. Not an accurate pass, but it got to Tyreek time and time again. But Tua will put it right there because that's what, he, that's what his strength is. So I, I've i said this before, not to poo-poo on y'all's Tua parade, but I do think you guys hype Tua. Tua Yeah, you guys hype him way too much, and he hasn't even done anything now, with Tyreek Hill because the season hasn't started yet. I don't think y'all it's— Y'all flipped out about him in practice camp. You saw a video of him throwing. You're like, well, he's the best. Chill. But, <laughs> but I do think— Freddie Coleman did pass a line, and he did get petty on Tua. I just think that what this is, Jeanette, though, it's, I don't think it's us trying to hype him up as much as it is optimism. Feel like, well, I feel like it's more you, 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 you kind of get the need to defend him because there are so many unnecessary shots taken, so many preemptive shots yes. taken uh, that that he really doesn't deserve because nobody is using proper context. Uh, nobody is accounting for, in retrospect, that big grump that was the head coach for the last couple of years of the Dolphins. Uh, it, it's fun. It's fun to take pot shots at Tua because it's easy to take pot shots at Tua, and I don't like that. So it's not me hyping him up as much as it's me sort of trying to go to battle for him. Does that make sense? 
better, but I think you still need to like hop off a little bit about Tua. I mean, I, listen, if he sucks, I'll hop off. That's fine. I have no problem with that. But all I'm saying is I think right now people are being wildly unfair because all they want to do is kick Tua in the proverbial groin, and I think that's wildly unnecessary. Yeah, and I think I couldn't agree more, and I think that me and Ken are setting ourselves up in a really good position because he has an opportunity more so than he has, I think, in his entire football career to shut all the haters up, yeah. you know, all the doubters. He has the most weapons around him. Like, he's set up pretty well right now. Like, it'll be harder to fail than I think it will be to be than to succeed. So I'm behind him all the way. I think we're set up in a really good position with Tua right I just now. can't believe that people are going to jump on Tyreek Hill for talking about the accuracy of Tua when Tyreek Hill made a career out of catching six, seven-yard sidearm passes from Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, but he's sometimes not even looking at it. Like, fine, fine. Like, Tyreek can say that while everybody can also acknowledge that, oh, yeah, Patrick Mahomes is an incredible athlete, incredible at improvisation, and Tyreek Hill is the fastest missile that catches footballs in the NFL. Uh, unfair of Tua? It is, is it unfair to Tua? These comments from Freddie Coleman. Are, are, is this unfair to Tua? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Uh, we will take your calls when we return. She's Jeanette Javier. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. We are presented by the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Visit fau.edu slash MBA sport. ESPN's Freddie Coleman says, hey, Baker Mayfield be a good fit for the Dolphins with all those weapons. I mean, just saying that. Make, you know that feeling you get in your stomach before something really bad is about to happen on your insides? Like that's the feeling I get when I say that. When I when I when I I, I hear Freddie Coleman's voice echoing through my head. I want nothing to do with Baker Mayfield with the Dolphins in this locker room with these weapons. I'd much rather fine. Tua doesn't have it. Fine. Mike McDaniel goes to Teddy Bridgewater. Then brings in Baker Mayfield, who at the slightest bit of adversity is going to go fleeing to uh, either his his iPhone notes, his notepad to write a tearful message to the fans or head to the nearest dead dog podcast to, to whine about it. Yeah. And think about all the commercials at Hard Rock oh, Stadium. Oh, Jesus. No. I actually would be for those. I think they're funny. I, knew I think they'd be great. Him on South Beach. Some commercials. You know, just ba- before some you, stuff. you know what Baker Mayfield is? Basic. He's basic. I mean, basic there's, B. <laughs> there's 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 an argument for basic Baker. Basic Baker. Basic B. Okay. Did we do the presented by? Yeah, we did. Okay. Jeanette Javier. <laughs> she's starting to hit that backstreet wall. She's uh she's starting to wind down a little no, bit. No, 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 no. We went from you Backstreet guys are- Boys to Joan Jett. Real quick. <laughs> Just out of gas. Out of gas. I like Joan Jett. I like Joan Jett a lot. No, and Guess I'm going to blame it empty. on you guys. You guys brought me down. Don't worry. Jabari Smith is going to the Magic. Ooh-wee! See, that makes you happy, right? It's great. Uh, by the way, NBA draft here on ESPN 106.3. The Heat pick 27th. Maybe. Maybe. But again, it catch the draft right here on ESPN 106.3. Is Baker Mayfield a better option? A good option for the Dolphins? Is Baker Mayfield a good option for the Dolphins, like Freddie Coleman said? And was Freddie Coleman petty? Or am I just overreacting? Is Freddie Coleman petty to to Baker Mayfield? Let's go to Leo in Riviera Beach. Leo's on ESPN 106.3. What's up, Leo? Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Y'all know I'm a Dolphins fan. I'm going to try to keep it unbiased here. 
So I'm going to give you three reasons why Freddie Coleman. I'm disappointed in Freddie Coleman. I he was one of my or he is uh, basically my favorite basically um, uh, ESPN announcers on the radio. And so the first reason is Tua has done it before. Tua did it in college. Why are we acting like he can't throw the ball downfield when he's done it in college, talking about he won the game in overtime to Devontae Smith, mm-hmm. a 35-yard dime to Devontae Smith? Number two, he's had fast receivers before. Fast receivers in Devontae Smith and Jamison Williams and all those Alabama guys that were so fast and would take the top off of defenses, and they weren't talking about Tua's arm strength back then. The third reason, he's only been in the league for two years. He is on a rookie contract. This will be his third year. Now he finally has all the weapons around him. He has a great defense. And the reason why I don't think it's overhyped is because it's so similar to Russell Wilson. It's the same situation that Russell Wilson was in in Seattle on his rookie contract. Great defense. And now he has the weapons around him. Let's go. Miami Dolphins is going to be 12-5 and five and and be Super Bowl contenders this Ooh, year. Let's go, baby. 12-5. Spicy. Leo getting Super Bowl spicy there. What? Super Bowl contenders. Okay. Why are, you, why are you hating? I'm not hating. I'm just questioning everything. You guys really think the Miami Dolphins are going to be Super Bowl contenders? Uh, we just liked it. We yeah. like the energy oh, okay. from Leo. Yeah, okay. we like we like just, his positivity. I'm just keeping y'all real. Okay? Why are you bringing us down? Real. Why are you bringing you us down? Because you brought me down after my Backstreet Boys Orlando Magic High. I'm putting us all on an even playing field. <laughs> Sergio's in Palm Beach Garden. Sergio's on Ken Levick Alive. What's up, Serge? What's going on, man? Uh, so who the heck is uh, Freddie Coleman? <laughs> uh, really? Like, I seriously, I uh, I googled him. I think he's a he's a cricket player. <laughs> no, 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 that could be it. So, yeah, no, 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 it's the first result that I got. Like, the uh, cricket player, Freddie Cole. Oh, I didn't even know. So, uh, <laughs> so, uh, so, yeah, no, why are we, like, seriously, it's just a, a bad time for football reporting. Everybody needs to get their clicks. Freddie Coleman needs to, to get a better following, uh, an actual following, I guess. Uh, I think he played, like, six seasons back in, like, the late 90s, early 2000s. Anyway, well, he's a professional. That's great. That's awesome. Give him props for that. He, he made it when a lot of people couldn't. But why are we talking about this football? We should be talking about English football. Ooh. What's going on there? Your boy, your boy Lukaku's gone. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, uh-huh. Darwin Nunez is in Liverpool. Uh-huh. Sadio Mane is in Bayern. He's headed to Bayern Munich. He's gone. I know. Uh, Erling, I know. Erling Haaland is in Manchester City. Why aren't we talking about that? You know what? You know what, Sergio? I kind of <laughs> like that. Well, we're going to start doing. We are I'm going to I'm going to give you an English football minute starting next week, okay? I love it. Why? Because there's no damn rules in the summer. I've got my name on the show. If it fails, who cares? I'm bulletproof. All right? Like we're just going to do that. No, you're going to I be like f- that, Sergio. Appreciate right that. Exactly. Appreciate that. You're going to be full of anxiety. I know this. <laughs> oh, God, what do I do? By the way, the act, the fact uh, that when you Google Freddie Coleman, <laughs> it was a Scottish cricketer who played for Warwick Warwickshire Country Cricket Club in Scotland pops up. I don't think it's the same Freddie Coleman. <laughs> no, it's not at all. They don't look the same at all. <laughs> that says anything. Houston at Javier. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. Presented by the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Visit fau.edu slash MBA sport. The NBA draft is tonight here on ESPN 106.3. Hey, let's talk injuries. It is time for the Baptist Injury Emporium. 
no. There's a man down. And the injury focus is in this room. Jeanette Javier, who spent two and a half hours just absolutely moving with the Backstreet Boys last night. You woke up and you felt what, Jeanette? Achy. My voice was gone. I had a headache. My ankles were sore. and My back was a little out. (laughs) But it was worth it. Jeanette Javier on the injury report. It reads back and ankles. (laughs) Not ankle, but ankles, which means... You're kind of washed. But Jeanette Javier, she was a grinder last night, and she is the subject of our Baptist Health Orthopedic Care Injury Emporium for her back and ankle injury suffered at last night's Backstreet Boys concert. (laughs) Baptist Health Orthopedic Care has a team of skilled orthopedic sports medicine surgeons and specialists that specialize in surgical and non-surgical treatments to get you back to what you love. Don't put off seeing a doctor. Visit baptisthealth.net slash orthocare today for more information. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care combines its resources of experienced physicians and leading-edge treatments and technology to provide advanced orthopedic, foot and ankle, joint replacement, spine, and sports medicine care. Visit baptisthealth.net slash orthocare for more information today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care has offices conveniently located in Palm Beach County through the Florida Keys. Learn more by visiting baptisthealth.net slash orthocare. That's baptisthealth.net slash ortho care what do you think uh a little english football we discussed a little english football uh each week here on on ken levick alive i don't hate it there's a lot of big moves going around right now what, what about uh what about like just soccer as a whole maybe we should go that route as opposed to just english football yeah. i don't want to leave anybody out. i think there's enough there Is i have good? two liverpool jerseys because i bartended Ooh. at a king's at, at a pub that was a liverpool pub and oh, okay. I, every time I wore a Liverpool jersey, I'd make an extra couple hundred bucks. So every day that week, you wear that jersey. Every day we do the uh, football, football segment. Yeah, exactly. But, and I have a messy shirt. A Lionel Messi shirt? Mm-hmm. Or not a messy shirt, but a Lionel Messi yeah, shirt. Yeah, yeah, that's what I meant. God. Jeanette, Lionel Messi's on his way down to Miami next year. That's cool. Yeah, that absolutely could happen. Um, so what are your feelings now, Jeanette, that we are... What, the, the magical pick, what, six and a half hours from now? Oh, right here yeah. on ESPN 106.3. You think it's Javari Smith? Maybe it's Paolo Banquero. Banquero. How are you, how are you feeling right I'm gonna now, I'm going to go with the Stone said. Stone, Stone was going off on the odds today, so let's go, Smith. Let's go, Magic. Let's make a finals run, baby. Keep the tradition up. <laughs> from worst to first? That's that, the prediction? That's worst to it. first. You know, we're the city of magic. You know, we got Magic Kingdom. We've been the tragic kingdom for a while. Mm-hmm, that is now, I haven't heard that, and I love that, though. So let's go, Orlando Magic. It's our night! Uh, we think P.J. Uh, PJ Tucker is going to opt out of his player option. Yeah. Uh, why is that? Because, why not? He, he, I guess he deserves to make money. I guess why not? It's a business. He, he knows he can be an impact player or starter on other teams. So. Yeah. I, now, why you would want to leave the city of Miami? That, That's what that I'm thinking. worries well, me. Almost. I don't think he necessarily wants to leave, and I don't. Th- I honestly think that the Heat may resign him, but it needs to make sense. And I said it during the postseason. PJ Tucker, I think, is a better option for the Heat coming off the bench than he would be as a starter. If you can find someone to take PJ Tucker's starting role, then I think the Heat are a better team if they can pull that off. Now, would PJ allow? Coach Spo to put him on the bench. That's also a question we it's don't not know. PJ Tucker's decision. It's I'm not, sure there's going to be a discussion about what the role is going to be. And he would tell you, I don't need to be on the bench. I can go somewhere else and start. Yeah. I, I, I mean, who knows if he thinks like that? I don't think he does. PJ Tucker would be, I mean, vital, vital to the Heat chances. Mm-hmm. But maybe he serves a bigger purpose in like Philly. I don't know. All I'm saying is that it's not the end of the world, and I'm still 
I'm still thinking P.J. Tucker is going to be a member of the Heat. The Heat, for now, picked 27th tonight. NBA draft here on ESPN 106.3. For Jeanette Javier, who's going to take a nap, still in the Banowitz <laughs> Friday Night Lights, I'm Ken Levick. I've been live on ESPN 106.3.